Thank you for joining me today here at the BleedingToThePod.com podcast. This is your host, Horace Williams Jr. For those of you that don't know me, I'm an award-winning author of the book, Unleash the Power of Prayer in Your Life. Also a creative writer and blogger at PleasingToThePod.com. My new book, The Furnace of Affliction, How God Uses Our Pain and Suffering for His Purpose, be available soon. You can visit my website at pleasingtothepower.com for more details. Now, I titled the, this podcast, Tears for a Nation, but first let me say this, that I'm more than thankful, I'm more than thankful that God has allowed me to be born and raised in America. Even though this country definitely has its troubles, there are many countries that are in far worse situations. I'm thankful and proud to be an American. That being said, I want to share with you an excerpt from chapter 4 of my award-winning book that I mentioned, Unleash the Power of Prayer in Your Life. And then I'm going to follow that sharing something from a sister in Christ who really blesses me every time I read her work. So, here we go. The title of this chapter is The Power of Furthering the Gospel. When our hearts hearts are aligned with God, we can use the power of prayer not only for ourselves, but also to help and bless others. Just as Jesus Christ intercedes for us with the Heavenly Father, we too can intercede for others in our prayers. This accomplishes a few important things. It helps us get our mind off ourselves and focus on the needs of others. It also helps us feel encouraged in spirit because we're lifting up someone else in prayer. Here's a verse from Hebrews. Therefore, he is also able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. That's Hebrews 7.25. And then we have another verse here in James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. So that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. That's James 5.17. I absolutely, absolutely love this verse. There is so much that comes to mind that we as believers need to be praying for. We can affect more than just ourselves when we use the power of prayer. To help me keep my mind focused on others that I pray, I start with those close to me my family and friends, church members, leaders, and pastors. I pray for ministries that spread the gospel of Jesus Christ both locally and abroad. I also keep a list of prayer requests on my app in my smartphone. Thanks to my baby sister pointing out to me that Prayer Mate was an effective way to keep track of people that share prayer requests with you. This helps me to remember needs that have been mentioned to me or trials that someone has told me about he or she may be experiencing. Something else that continues to weigh heavily on my heart, people who might not know Christ as their Savior. I ask God for the opportunity to share my faith and make me aware of people I can help in any way to come know Christ. God called the Apostle Paul to share the gospel with the Gentiles. He prayed for the Gentiles and his heart longed that Jews would also come to a saving grace in Christ. And here's what Paul wrote in Romans 10 verse 1. Brother, my heart desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. 
Paul continues to share his heart for God as he prays for Christians at the Church of Colossae. This next passage become another favorite of mine, especially verse 10. For this reason, also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. That's Colossians 1, verses 9 through 11. I'm so proud of myself. I have learned, memorized those verses uh, just this year. I'm I like have carrying them with me. Verse 10 is on my website. Um, wow, now that is a prayer of commitment for someone else. Can you imagine the life-changing impact we can make when we pour out our hearts for someone other than ourselves? We need to be persistent and consistent in praying for our fellow Christians and God's chosen people of Israel. We must also be diligent in praying for all levels of leadership in America as we seem to slowly be moving away from God. Unfortunately, that's still true. It seems seems to be the case. I wrote this uh, three years ago. Okay, let's see here. I have a couple more scriptures I want to share with you. Here in Ephesians verse 6, 6, verse 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for the strengths. Ephesians 6, 18, as you pray for others, you advance the gospel of Christ. Be open to those who you encounter each day. Listen intently to what they share. Ask God to reveal how you can make a difference for others in your prayer life. Is there someone who needs help, encouragement, support, comfort, or guidance? And the PowerPoint from this chapter is, you can accomplish tremendous things with with God when you pray compassionately, consistently, and purposely for others. And I close this chapter with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your family and giving me access to your throne. You have empowered me to go out to increase your kingdom. May I use this power not only to pray for myself, but also remember the lost and those who are hurting and desperately in need. Show me ways that I can help and lead them to you, Father God, as I pour out my heart in prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Now I want to share, most of you know, Billy Graham. I believe he passed away either this year or last year. It's been recently he's passed away. Well, his daughter's Anne Graham Laws. I'm a big fan of hers. And I appreciate her her writing and what she has to share. She wrote a book recently titled The Daniel Prayer, Prayer That Moves Heaven and Changes Nations. And it's focusing on this one passage of scripture that we hear a lot, especially around the 4th of July. Um, but I'm going to share with you just excerpts, but you can uh, get a copy of her book, believe it, pretty much anywhere. But I'm going to just share a little bit, and then I'll share the scripture as well. Okay, one promise for our nation that has been prayed frequently comes from Second Chronicles 7, 13-15. So I'm going to read those verses, and then I'll continue reading Anne's uh, quote. 
If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will hear their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. And once again, that's Second Chronicles 7, verses 13 through 15. And back to Anne Graham Lott's quote. If a promise could be worn out from use, this one might be tattered beyond recognition. But promises cannot be worn out. They are just as valid today as when they were first issued. They are like gold. They don't even tarnish. In fact, the more we claim them, the more they seem to glow, even with greater meaning. Then why has this one not made more of a difference in our nation? Could it be that while we eagerly claim the promise of God, hearing our prayer and forgiving our sin and healing our land, we have given little attention to the condition attached to it? And what is that condition? Anne says, we must humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face, and turn from our wicked ways. What difference would it make if we claim this promise while also meeting the condition we're receiving it? Like Daniel, I want to find out. So then she has a prayer. So with, the, with that condition in mind, let's take a moment and pray. So here's her prayer, which I, I really love. Lord of mercy, God of grace, hear us as we pray. You have promised that when envir- environmental disasters erupt, or the enemy strikes, or illnesses break out, that if we, your people who call ourselves by your name, the church, Christ followers, we would set aside our pride and self-righteousness and judgmental, judgmental finger-pointing, make it time to get along with you and pray, seeking not just a political solution, but your face, turning from our own grievous sin, then heaven would be moved, sin would be forgiven, Hearts would be changed, and you would bless our land. Woo! Wow, end quote. Amen, Anne Graham. I love that. I love that. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. Um, but I just challenge my brothers and sisters Christ out there. If you are a cross Christ follower, and if so, are you willing to humble yourself and pray? Pray for our leaders. Pray for our church. Pray for our pastors. Pray for our leadership in our country. Just think about that as we go throughout the second half of this year. The responsibility that God has put on us as Christians, as Christ followers, to pray, to humble ourselves, to be separate, to be different, to be a light. And we can see a change in this nation. America. Let's pray for America, brothers and sisters. I love this country. I don't like the direction it's heading at times, but I ask that God's will be done. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to me today. This is Horace Wim Jr. at PleadingToThePod.com. For, for, for more information about myself or what's going on with me, you can visit my website, PleadingToThePod.com. Sign up for newsletters, learn more about my upcoming book, things of that nature. I want to thank you again for tuning in. 
Have a wonderful week. Keep your eyes on Christ. And God bless.